Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. And joining us this evening from across the border way down in Wisconsin, our foreign correspondent, John Van Barriger. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Too shabby. Still Good. alive and kicking. Still getting ready to go camping this week. Me too. Yeah, Dude. you know. Yeah, what? everybody's going everywhere except I, Derek. Well, I was telling Siobhan, I said, oh yeah, we got to record Monday this week or whatever to record early. And she goes, why? Well, Sean's going on a trip. Where's he going? I don't know. Because I'm not telling you. <laughs> you might follow me. I don't know where he's going, but he's leaving. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody because the the water gods are going to conspire against me as they always do. <laughs> I'm heading up to Lake Superior. Oh, yes. I remember that now. Oh, you did tell me. I did tell you. It just wasn't important enough for me to remember. At the time. Oh, at the oh. time, I didn't care. Oh, <laughs> now ouch. I care because I got free time. <laughs> I'm sensing a lot of love in the studio <laughs> over there. And you feel it's overwhelming love with love tonight. in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice beer on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blonde. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm heading up to, uh, I, was, I was checking a whole bunch of different spots along Lake Superior I want to check out, but what I've decided I'm going to do is base camp, and then I'm going to hit a whole bunch of different spots up and down between Batchewana Bay and Wawa. There's a whole cool, bunch nice. of different rivers and, and lakes and stuff, so it's a... Uh, Driving, canoeing, hiking, photography, video week. Mm-hmm. Lots of Sounds stuff. good, man. You know, it's going to be fun. There's and, also in Wawa, there's a great... Um, there's a big goose. Can't, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember if it's the... It's like in a hotel that has a pizza, that had great pizza, or if it was just a pizza place. But, oh, we had some... We went out hiking and, and uh, running around up there and stopped into Wawa on a trip. And it was like, oh, God, it was some of the best pizza I've ever had. Was there beer involved? There was, maybe. So then it could have just been any crummy pizza joint. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> you just remember it differently because there was alcohol involved. Give me the worst pizza in the world. That's so good. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Man, we walked for 27 hours. Ah, pizza. <laughs> That's always the thing, though, right? You, when you come out from a trip, it's like your first meal after you've been out in the backcountry for a while. Yeah. And you have a pizza or something, you're like, this is the best pizza ever. And, you know, it may or may not be, but <laughs> at the time. I'm 900 you know? years of age and I've never had a burger from McDonald's like this one. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day, I remember when I was in elementary school, do you know, did you ever, your teacher ever get you to, okay, everybody write a letter to a newspaper somewhere and get them to send a newspaper. And we did this project in grade, uh, I think it was grade four four or five and everybody had to pick a newspaper somewhere in Canada and have them send us a paper. Really? And I sent a letter, wrote a letter and requested a newspaper from Wawa, Ontario. I no picked way. it because it was a funny name. It's like, Wawa. Wawa. <laughs> who names a town Wawa? So as a kid in grade four or five, I just thought this was the coolest thing. Wawa. I want a newspaper from Wawa. It's a cool <laughs> name. Yeah. Yeah. So they sent me a paper. It was kind of cool. I remember That's, going up, because when we moved and traveled, it was always across Canada, so I don't know how many times I've been through Wawa, but there used to be a different goose there. A different one. Yeah. And now, because we went back a few years ago to show the kids Wawa, and yeah, because the old one got 
old and yeah. whatever, so they replaced it. Migrated? It migrated. It migrated. It migrated. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm out of here and walk down the highway. That's right. <laughs> it's a Canada Goose, is it, right now? Uh, yeah. 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 It's been for a few years now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That area... That area is gorgeous. You'll have such a good time up there. Oh, you know what? We've we've been up there a few times. I absolutely love it up there. And uh, yeah, so going to do some um, well, some camping. Going to do. I'm, I'm hoping to get out on Lake Superior. You know, I, I'm I'm not guaranteeing it because of the time of year. Um, yes. But even if I can see, see a whole bunch of the big waves and stuff, like right. big 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 waves. Mm-hmm. If the gales in November come early. That's <clears throat> right. Right. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just going to write Edmund Fitzgerald on the side of my canoe and then head on out to Whitefish yeah, Bay. There you go. Actually, I am going to be camping at Agawa Bay and there's a lookout there that if you make the hike all the way up to the scenic lookout, you yeah. see right across Whitefish Bay to where Edmund Fitzgerald and apparently many other oh, really? shipwrecks are. It's like, yeah. how deep is it? It's like. It, Lakes are dangerous, yeah. man. That's, yeah. you know, people, people that don't know Lake Superior have no sense of, yeah. you know, of what that is, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, um, well, and we're going to talk later about Isle Royale, um, and the trip I just took, but there's, there are so many shipwrecks out there. Oh yeah. It's, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, um, it is a fascinating slash scary place. You know what? And you got to have respect for that water as well. You know, like right. I'm, I'm, I'm going out there. There's enough inland rivers and lakes I can hit. Um, you know, if I get up in the morning and go, okay, I'm going to get out on Superior and I look out there and there's these 10 foot waves coming at me. Uh, all right. Interior lakes it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to go do that drop down that waterfall because it's not as high. <laughs> that sort of thing, yeah, you know? That's right. Not a chance to survive that one. But like you know I say, I, in the evening or first thing in the morning, if it's calm and I can get out for a little yeah. dip doodle around a bay or something like that, at least get on there and get a different view yeah. from stuff, then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll definitely get out there. So it's going to be fun. One of my one of my first trips the, that I took with Jan was around Lake Superior. And uh, we had such a good time then that we went up, um, you know, shortly after we got married, we took another trip up there. And we were up near Wawa and we went up to Old Woman Bay. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I had taken um, my first kayak out on big water. And the waves came up. And so Jan is on the shore taking pictures of me out in the water. And the waves are big enough that she can't see me in some of the pictures. (laughs) And so I don't have, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, I don't have, I had a PFD on, of course, but I definitely did not have a skirt. And I went out paddling, and all I could remember was like, I don't know how to turn around in this water. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a big thing, right? I mean, that's, if you got the right? skirt on and everything, and you're in a kayak, right. that's one thing. But if you're in a canoe, and yeah. you hit that, like I think of Bill Mason doing stuff like that. Well, yeah. he dumped, right? There, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. in, in Water Walker, you see him paddling along, and all of a sudden, whoop, over he goes. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, what do you do? You got to time that exact and f- be fast mm-hmm. if you want to ride those waves back in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I just kept looking at, there was one point out, you know, in the, what would have been a bend on the north side of the bay. And there's a point and I thought, you know what? I don't know if I can turn around here. I'm just going to paddle straight to that point. I'm going to get out. <laughs> I'm going to turn the <laughs> kayak around and I'm going to paddle back in. And I did. And so I got back in. I didn't go over, which was good. Like I said, no skirt, right? Mm-hmm. And I got back in 
and then I, I pulled in and Jan was like, so how was it? And I said, crazy, scary, but super fun, you know? And yeah. uh, I said, so now I'm just going to paddle off here to see what the kayak, what I can do with the kayak and what the kayak can do. So then I turned around and went back out and I started turning and I didn't go over or anything, but it was just getting the sense of what it can do in a safe way, you know? Yeah. But Oh God, was it fun! You I know? can't turn. Well, I guess I'm paddling to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, and I think at that point, so that's a that was a perception, uh, Carolina, sixteen foot, and did not have a rudder on at that point. Oh, yeah. Good times. Good yeah. times. Yeah, that that's what you call you know not knowing what you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to You got to be careful with stuff like that. So. That, superiors yeah you like you say you have to respect it but yeah you'll have a great time man well and i'm stopping at northern superior brewing company on the way through sault st marie beauty <laughs> pick up some uh, brews for the week yeah so and maybe stopping twice if it's good maybe stopping on the way home too to, yeah <laughs> bring some yeah. extras back <laughs> Is it, was that a not so subtle hint derek it no. might, might have been what, what are you saying derek you got, you got 20 bucks <laughs> um what else is going oh we got hate mail Yes. The first time in almost five years. Yes. Wow. And I'm the one that got it. Derek, you owe me 20 bucks. I win the bet. (laughs) (laughs) We knew one of us was going to get hate mail first. Nobody even knows. We figured it was going to be John, but you know. (laughs) So yeah, we got, we got a piece of hate mail the other day. Um, person was listening to our podcast, past episodes, and he and his, his, his email was rather aggressive, I guess the word would uh, would be. Rather. He was, very, he was very upset. He was very upset and aggressive, yes. Yeah. Uh, said, I made a slur against First Nations people. And, for, I mean, I was panicked and mortified. Yeah, I can like, imagine. are you kidding? When? Where? So, yeah. uh, I, I don't ever remember making a slur. And, I mean... It's just not my nature to do that. Yeah, it's not your vocabulary. You know, yep. Um, yep. yeah, I don't think the what he. I'm not going to say what he said. We said that I said. Shouldn't say we said. I said. Uh, but yeah, I he he told me on this podcast, and this is what you said, and so I went and I listened to the whole podcast to see where where it was. Um, and like I say, I was I panicked because I don't ever remember making the comment, and mm-hmm. I'll just read you. He says, "I was completely disgusted by your comments." I work with First Nations youth. That is exactly the stereotype and hate speech that needs to be stopped. So right off there, I'm thinking, Oh, what did I do? What did I say? What did we do? (laughs) Says, your show is now off my podcast list. Perhaps your sponsor should be informed of your lack of sensitivity to First Nations people. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, little easy now. We so, don't have sponsors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good thing we're not getting paid oodles of bucks for sponsors. Uh, so yeah, you know what? Like, I mean, and I'm thinking like on our podcast, previous episode, I, I know there's one podcast at least that we, you know, gave thanks to the first nations yeah. people for the canoe because without the canoe. Yeah. yeah. We would have not, we've never been on half the adventures we've been on. We yep. wouldn't be sitting here doing this, getting yeah. told that we're throwing out slurs. And we have highly paid <laughs> censors that would have caught something like that. Well, that's what I'm thinking. John. <laughs> our staff. on the job. What? Our what? human what? resources what? department. And <laughs> so I listened to the podcast and I, like I said, I was just 
panicking. What, what did I do? What you know, and I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah. okay, so how can I take this off or do I then do we redo dump the it, whole episode right, or? and take out the, do I have to bleep this, whatever it was. And my panic turned to anger and disappointment. I'm trying not to use the word anger, but <laughs> I was, <laughs> I found the word. Because he anger said, and pissed are two different things. Because they the are way, right. Pissed, yeah, yeah. pissed okay. isn't as angry as angry. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed off and disappointed. <laughs> uh the word I was told I used was was not, there. not even close. Yeah, doesn't rhyme. Does nothing. <laughs> I played it to a couple of people. Just cold. Just. Put them in cold, said, did not even describe. I said, just listen to this and tell me what you think. And uh, so they were like, um, I don't know, there's this. I said, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had a few people listen to it as well. And I said, what does it say? They repeated it back. What I actually said. Yeah. And I said, this is what I was told I had said. Mm-hmm. And they're like, What? Not even close. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. You know, it's funny because Jan completely agreed with him and said, you're a horrible person. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. But it has nothing to do with what you said. You're I just will, a horrible person. Yeah, I will say <laughs> the word I used was ninjas. Yeah. Ninjas. Which to my knowledge has nothing to do with first nations peoples. Please correct me. Anybody out there that. Knows and, differently. And to my knowledge, you people can correct me, but they don't actually exist, do they? I don't know. Except for movies. Well, you wouldn't know because they're sneaky. There, yeah. There's there's like Ronin and there's- uh, Yeah, they're in the movies. There's Samurai, <laughs> but I don't think there's ever been I've an never met actual one. ninja. I've never- you No, there what? is. There is. There, I saw a guy on TV. Apparently he's- Wait, is he the last- Yes, he's the last ninja. Yeah. Last ninja? But theoretically, you should never meet one. Well, you would think. You would think. He's well, at least an endangered species, so they're protecting But I mean, like, they would be they'd be in and out. You'd never know they were there. Yeah. It's yeah. the last thing you'd see. <laughs> you would expect. <laughs> and if they're doing their job, you'll never see them. Yeah. You're just That's like, right. oh, Uh-oh. I'm done. Look, a ninja, you yeah. suck. That's an apprentice ninja. You only see the apprentice ninjas. Hand in your ninja card. The apprentices. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying to. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to keep a a good bit of humor at this, but um, yeah, you know what? I was quite disappointed, and yeah, like pretty ticked off when. Yeah. I listened to what he said. He spent more time writing his letter than he did listening to the episode. Oh, big time. Big time. Now, we've had listeners send us... um, Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism and some emails, which we listen to, we discuss, and then we completely ignore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, you know what? And that we appreciate. Yeah. You you say, hey, listen, we're listening to this and... You know, all the ones that Alan Drummond sent saying you should fire me and never have me on again, right? <laughs> those are the ones that we, yeah, those are the ones we, yeah. we talk about and discuss. And then, then you show up and we, we ignore what Alan has said. Right. Um, yeah, because I, I get more beer than Alan does. So, yeah, it's <laughs> true. Yeah. You bring cheese and meats and there. beer from Wisconsin and Alan doesn't. So, yeah, bastard. Uh, so, yeah, you know what? Like this, this email he sent was totally uncalled for. Well, and, and at first it sends panic through you. It's like, oh, what did I do? Oh, dude, I was, you and know, I, I because, had so much to do because, like I said, I'm yeah. going away, right? Well, anybody that listens to this podcast know that we, uh, 
If we do swear, it's very rare and it's mild swearing. I we think there's been two, epi- two episodes that that guests, guests oh yes yes have slipped in a bad word. Well, we I, I remember Scott and Alan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember Alan had to put a note on his laptop. Do Don't not swear. swear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you keep it you keep it clean, but yeah, and we've send, always kept it clean. To send threatening emails, really, I know. Yeah. So. You know, I think I think one of the things with this too, right? And and you know, we've talked about this because I know when you had you had sent me the email initially when you got it, it's kind of like I think this guy's heart is in the right place, right? That that First Nations and and Native American peoples down here, they've experienced continue to experience some really, uh, you know, we can't swear, so I'll just say some horrible stuff. Yes, okay? yes some horrendous yeah. racism. Yes. Yes, I mean, and and it. It comes out in so many different ways, right? Um, but but his approach here is, you know, his heart was in the right place, but the approach was terrible. I mean, totally if he lacking. had just written, yeah, if this if this gentleman had just simply written or you and said, "Hey, did I hear that right?" or "How could you say that?" you know, just something to you as a per- person to person, going like, because I mean, you know, if if I would say something. You know, totally off like that. I like you said, you'd be mortified. You'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, oh my god, yeah. yeah, right." So, while his heart was in the right place, you know, it, it's it's pretty crazy. And also, you know, the other thing too, it just makes me think that we should just set up a benefit for him to get him some hearing aids. <laughs> That's what um, <laughs> yeah, crowdfunding, crowdfunding hearing aids. <laughs> the crowdfunding hearing aids for a guy. He's also probably the guy that listens to songs and gets the lyrics wrong, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know what? And that was exactly it. If he would approach it differently and say, you know what, that's one of your podcasts and this is what I heard, you might want to listen to it. Mm, mm-hmm. Is right. that exactly what I heard? Yeah. And I would have gone, no, 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 but thanks for pointing it out. Yeah. But to be yeah. aggressive like this and well, threatening? He, he took the typical Facebook troll approach and, and it's like it's it's a reactionary way to talk to and approach people and it just doesn't work. It's like yeah. there, there's, more, right. there's better ways to approach a topic than, than the way this gentleman did. Well, and like yeah. I say, uh, I don't think I have ever in my life used the word that he said I used. Yeah, it's not in your vocabulary. It's, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a yeah. word I would use. And mm-hmm. as we right. discussed, I'm not going to say what the word is. As I said, but we discussed it offline, and I've always come across that as being a an American word. Yes, you know. So, and, well, and it, in I'm movies, gonna... <laughs> in movies more yeah. than anything, John's going to take offense to that yeah. and tell you that that's hate speech. Well, that's okay. So come over here and tell me different, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll meet you know, St. Marie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This weekend, buddy, it's on. <laughs> you just saw it. good at a store on the border. That's right. Oh. The throw down in. No. You know, and, and the I'll way you honest, just said it was... it's on. Come on, man. It's on. You it's just on. sounded like Letterkenny. It's on. <laughs> Get it on like Donkey Kong. It. I love Letterkenny. I'm all for that. So, oh, yeah. Um, no, I, it's, you know, that's something I can, I can tell you as somebody that lived in Illinois and Wisconsin, actually all over the place, have never used that word either. I've never mm-hmm. heard anyone use that word. Um, and, you know, so I, it's, I think it's more, I think it's a pretty outdated, I mean. It's God, from God movies. Yeah, I've heard it like, in like, movies. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like, it's, like the John Wayne Westerns. Yeah. Yes. So. And I, I think that, that the, people that use that are probably the ones wearing white hoods and, and all that fun stuff these yeah, days. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, um, they're pretty proud I, people. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm <laughs> Sorry, just I just kind of that in there. <laughs> just it's yeah. Yeah, I, you I, know I what? Know. Times are tough, and I know right. people are stressed and everything right now. But you know what? We got to be better than this. Yes, we don't we, need we, to manufacture we, stuff. Yes. Yeah, we need to be better than yes. that. So absolutely. You know, and, and not to drag this on, but if one of us happens to say something, I hope our listeners would go, hey, guys. That you, you I just want to alert you to this, to and say, then we can go check yeah. it out, and we can correct ourselves. We can I, apologize for yeah. our mistakes. Yeah, and fire John. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, I should point out, too, and this is kind of funny, because Derek wasn't on the show that particular I was not. Night. Yeah. Oh, that narrows it down. <laughs> 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 From 243 to about six. <laughs> if anybody has the desire to go back and hear it that bad, we'll, we'll wish them we'll, well. Yes. You know. Um, <laughs> and but I, I think it's funny because Derek, you know, he's he's probably the, the most horrible person of the three of us. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. And he wasn't in here that time, so... Could there possibly anything go wrong? Derek, Derek's sitting there thinking, what did I miss? It's the last time I miss a show. That's right. And uh, just to clarify that little comment I made about uh, Storm in the Border there in this weekend, I happen to be looking at Sault Ste. Marie um, on the map. And the St. Mary's River goes between Canada and the United States. So just east of Sault Ste. Marie... Uh, and across St. Mary's River is Sugar Island on uh, the U.S. side. So I asked John, have you ever been to Sault Ste. Marie? <laughs> because <laughs> it is 170 meters or 557 uh, feet across. Yeah. So technically, if <laughs> I paddled out from the bait store that was there. One third out. John goes John one third goes one th We could have a staff meeting in the middle of the St. Mary's River. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you're going to have oh, drones flying over top. I would love that. That would have been awesome. But you'd have to, well, no, you couldn't bring beers out there. No. No. Yeah. You'd be looking up. It's like, hey, it, that, that's a that's a drone. Wave to the drone. <laughs> that's right. Wave that's a military drone. drone. I, would, I would have a sign to hang up going, we're having a staff meeting. You're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Paddling Adventures Radio. Because, you know, any... Any uh, any publicity would be good publicity. <laughs> and national news: Two gentlemen, one from Canada, one from the United States, were having a staff meeting in the middle of the St. Mary's River today. <laughs> and there's a picture. We're holding up a giant banner. Staff meeting. <laughs> staff meeting. You're not invited. The Canadians brought Fine. donuts. <laughs> we had donuts. John had cheese. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> And we yeah, threw them right. at the drone. They'd, bu they'd bust me for giving you cheese, you know. Oh, <laughs> be throwing cans of beer back and forth. Here, I watch you something. Take it home. Oh, you know, when you sent me that, I was. I was like, oh, oh I'll see, do that. That's the sort of thing that I love doing stuff. Like spontaneous. I mean, this was uh, planned spontaneity. But just to be able to look and go on, hey, wait a minute. It's such if a I, short path. If I put my canoe in here and John put his here, if we had our, our phones so we made sure we didn't cross the border, because Google yeah. Maps would show you where you are in relation to the border. And you could track it so that you could prove to them you didn't right? cross the border. Yeah. And then you're just right? sitting there and I would just wait for them to all come out in their big boats and their guns ablazing. And <laughs> 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 what are you guys doing? <laughs> Having a meeting? <laughs> <laughs> it's a staff meeting what yeah because we would have all our podcasts 
to prove John is our foreign correspondent. (laughs) They would arrest us just because we wasted their time. (laughs) That would be awesome. You know, if I wasn't going camping um, and then down to the Ozarks uh, in the next several days here, I would so do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. It would be us. So how was your weekend? Well, I found out what the inside of prison looks like. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. That would have been awesome getting to work on Tuesday because Monday's a holiday here. Thanksgiving, yeah. Canadian yep. Thanksgiving. Yep. So yep. how was your Thanksgiving? Well, let me tell you about my Thanksgiving. It all started <laughs> with a great idea two weeks ago. <laughs> culminating in being arrested in the middle of St. Lawrence or St. Mary's river in my canoe. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. You know, give me a grandkids. Grandpa's got a story for you. There was this time. (laughs) If I were to go over there, right. And so you're out there and we know where that dividing line is. Yeah. Like if I just paddle over it, would they arrest me and take me to Canada? (laughs) But I would say, I don't know you at that that point. Awesome. Yeah. See, that would I can't cross the border right now, but if they arrested me. So I if think the, you got arrested and went to Canada and I did this the uh, other way and got arrested and went to the <laughs> States. <laughs> oh the stories. <laughs> this week on Paddling Adventures Radio, Sean and John got switched, arrested. Switch places. <laughs> now John Me and John up. record I'll here and Sean is our foreign correspondent. Yeah. That'd be awesome. There won't be any show this week because two of the guys are in jail in different countries than they live in. <laughs> and Derek doesn't know how to run the equipment. <laughs> Derek doesn't know what's going on because they use their phone calls to call for pizza. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been awesome. Unfortunately, John had different ideas. He's going to the Ozarks. I know. I'm heading south. Some people's kids. It's getting cold here, and I'm far too delicate for this weather. (laughs) John's so delicate. (laughs) All right. Well, so what we we've dealt with hate mail. Had a good time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, if anybody does come across something we've ever said that really we shouldn't have said that because I mean we're human. You know, we'll just be saying something that, and not realize what we said or it's been taken. It could be interpreted a different way. Let us know and, you know, send us a nice friendly email. Go, hey, guys, you know, great show, blah, blah, blah. You might want to check out. Now we're going to get 900 emails. <laughs> yeah, we're just deleting everything. You guys laugh too yeah. much. Yeah. The good thing is that you said, you know, if we've ever said anything stupid, you didn't say that. No. Right? Oh, Because geez. then we'd be getting. Yeah, yeah, we'd be yeah. that would be deluged with letters. Ten times an episode. Where did all two hundred and forty-two other episodes go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the entire archive was taken down. Because <laughs> yeah. there's stupid things and things, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, let's take a quick break here, and yes. when we come back, John, we're going to talk Isle Royale National Park. You went, you yeah. went there hiking, but uh, you're going to give us an overview and talk about paddling stuff as well. There. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, so let's take a quick break here, and when we come back, uh, we'll have some more fun. A quick break from one of our fake sponsors. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. 
If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, so John took a jaunt to Isle Royale National Park on the north west. Sorry, I got my direction mixed up for a second. <laughs> get that, that map way. out. Yeah, get me, get me that map, Derek. Uh, the northwest side of uh, Lake Superior, and as we know, Lake Superior looks like the shape of a what, Derek? Uh... Rutabaga. <laughs> it looks like the head of a wolf okay Derek we talked about this do we need to start this episode again Derek I grew up in New Brunswick and and we didn't care about Ontario's uh, geography oh and now that you live in Ontario you still don't care about Ontario's you, geography you guys are upper Canada we didn't care about upper Canada oh right right I see where you're coming from now buddy yeah okay hey, but yeah, I'm s- yeah. I so you know I grew up in the Upper Midwest here, right, in Great mm-hmm. Lakes region. Yep. Um, I've never heard it referred to as looking like a wolf's head before. We did an episode on this. <laughs> oh, maybe you weren't there on that episode. It doesn't change his history, and doesn't I wasn't change my there, history. <laughs> and I think I may have been so upset by the fact that you were up, you know, talking about ninjas that I tuned you out. Maybe. <laughs> Was that the episode? <laughs> oh, do we have to have the do we have to have the Great Lakes talk again? So do you got a map no. in front of you? If you look at Lake Superior, it looks like the head of a wolf. And Lake Huron with Georgian Bay looks like a trapper. With a backpack or something? With a backpack, yeah. Uh, Michigan looks like an eggplant. Um <laughs> I think it's Erie looks like coal. <laughs> Or something like that. And I don't, Lake Ontario looks like a yam or something. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> wow. Got me all flustered now, Derek. Uh, these yeah. are things you taught your children. No, these are things that I was taught. It's my te- wow. it's my kids' teachers that are responsible to teach them this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is how we were taught to remember what the Great Lakes were way back in grade like two. Really? Yeah. Huh. By the shapes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... And every everybody everybody listening is going like, yeah, we were all taught like that. What the heck is wrong with Derek and John? Bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, Isle Royale is on the uh, the snout, sort of speak, area of the wolf. Oh, so is it a French colony? Isle Royale. Yeah. Well, it depends. Do you take it with cheese? Only if you watch Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it's an Isle Royale with cheese. With cheese. As opposed to a Big yeah. Mac. <laughs> if you've watched Pulp Fiction, yeah. you'll get that reference. If you have not watched it, like me, uh, you won't get that reference till it's explained to you. Yes. So, John. Yes. Tell us about your trip. It wasn't it was a canoeing an, or kayaking or paddling trip. It wasn't. And, and we can thank COVID for that. Yes. Um, but it is, it, you know, it's, I think the thing that, uh, you know, a lot of us, Sure. I mean, a lot of us do multiple outdoor sports, right? We hike, yeah. we 
we go camping, we go paddling, you know, whatever it might be. So there's, you know, still a lot of great reasons to go over there when they open it back up again to the boats, uh, to the ferries that come across and then to the water taxis, um, you'll be able to go over and paddle over there again. And it's worth going even if you can't paddle. Like my week over there was, you know, just just fantastic. Um, but when they open that up again, it's like, oh, yeah, because okay. from Minnesota, it's like a twenty mile, yes, paddle. Yeah, um, and people. What people will do. From Canada. I personally, and and I'll be straight up with this. I got you know, I got no problem admitting this. I would never do that paddle. No, just. You know, if if you had a big boat out there, um, you know, spotting me, I might. But but otherwise, no. There's no way I would do that. You know, people they leave at midnight and paddle over and make it there the next day. No, and, no. And that's given not me. and given the way, you know, uh, given what Superior is, um, Superior is a lot more. When you're on the waters, it can be a lot more like the ocean than a lake. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've done some open water paddling when I was out in New Hampshire and I'd go up to Maine and do some uh, sea kayaking. But there's no way. I, even that, I, I, what I experienced out there, I would not compare to Superior. Like, I just wouldn't do it. And I know a lot of people are listening to this now going like, oh, yeah, it's no problem. But you know what? God bless you. Because <laughs> you, uh, you have far more skills than I do. It's It's, you know, the... What's the the uh, Edmund Fitzgerald when the gales in November come early? Yippers, yeah. You yeah. know what? Like I've I've been up that way so many times, and had the canoe on the truck and ready to go, and in almost thirty years of canoeing, I've never been able to get my canoe out on the lake. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go yeah. with the kayak even if I had more skills with the kayak. There's, you know, like I I don't think I would have gotten one of them out either. All the time yeah. I was up there. Well, you know, when you mentioned, we were talking about Old Woman Bay and, you know, that kind of stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. We waited, Jan and I, when we were up there, we wanted to go see the Agawa Rocks. Yep. And we waited almost a week until we were able to get out there because the water was, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the Great Lakes are, you know, you, you have to, and Superior is, right, the most extreme of them, I believe. So, yep. um, I think, you know, there's reason to go no matter what what you want to do. If you want to hike it's it is 175 plus miles of hiking on the island. Oh yeah. The island the island itself is about 45 miles long by 9 miles wide and there's a ridge that runs down it um, called the Greenstone. And there's a trail that runs on that. And so I initially I was going to through hike it and uh, a friend was going to be up in the region. I said, "Well, hey, why don't we go over here, you know?" And she was like, well, I got the option of going to Colorado or do this. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, going to Isle Royale now either way. I convinced myself to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she went out to Colorado. I booked a, a flight because what they did is they shut down all of the boats going to Isle Royale this summer because of COVID. Um, they shut down the park for about a month and then they opened it back up. But only if you flew in on a seaplane. So I um, was looking at this and I said, you know what? I, I really want to do this, you know? So I uh, called up uh, Isle Royale Seaplanes, booked a flight. And uh, it was, you know, it's interesting because you, you tell them, these are the flights I would like to get. 
and you know the planes have four people on them right and so it's it's kind of the thing of uh well we have an opening here we don't have it here you know whatever it might be right and um so then i i booked it and i was what i was going to do was through hike i looked at it and i just you know i looked at it as a paddler not as a hiker and so i said okay wind's coming in from the southwest i'm going to hike from the southwest to the northeast and it was like but i couldn't find anything on the topography you know well what i found out was that the the area down in the southwest is the toughest part of hiking out there and it was like oh well that's completely backwards for a guy who hasn't been doing a lot of hiking you know yeah. so looked at it and went ah that was probably a big mistake i contacted the Iowa Royal seaplanes said hey, can we change this so I just fly in and out of the northeast and then I can day trip out, you know, and, and hike around up there. And, and they were so accommodating. It was awesome. So they got me squared away. I think they didn't want somebody dying out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> picky, picky, picky. Bad, bad publicity for the island. Ah. When <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so what I did is then I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll base in a couple of different sites, and then I'll take some of the longer hikes. Um, and, you know, again, we're a paddling podcast, but I can tell you that being there only makes me want to go back again now, makes me want to go paddling there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if if particularly if the the borders don't open this next year, uh, borders open. I'm going to go back up and finish the Yukon journey, or try to. Yeah. Knock wood. If they don't, it's back to Isle Royale from after Labor Day weekend until the last flight out, whenever that is, because it is it's crazy beautiful. So a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and the other thing, you know, that I was looking at was like, well, you know what? Even if I can't. Let's say the boats don't run next year. I mean, it's it's impossible to make any hard and firm plans right now, yeah. right? Yeah. So even if the boats don't go, though, I can take over an inflatable stand-up paddleboard yeah. and uh, and do that. And so what you have is is the things that make it difficult out there are, you know, the the big lake, right? Right. And, and these waves, wind and wave that just come up out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, you are in you're in serious trouble. Um, but there's there a are lot of lakes on. Yes, yes, a lot of lakes on the island. And so what you can do is you can hike to these, uh, portage up a canoe, mm-hmm. and go out and paddle. And so you can go to you know the we were we were joking about this earlier about the largest island in the largest lake, and while there, go to <laughs> the largest island on the largest lake in the largest island on the largest lake. Yes. So the largest (laughs) island in the largest lake on Isle Royale, which is the largest island on the largest lake. Right. Yeah. Oh, I think I hurt myself. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. I need to point this out to Derek on a map. (laughs) I'm I'm actually going to look it up now. (laughs) He's Googling it. It's like, uh, where's the wolf's head? Yeah. So Just no, it's, for the wolf's it's, head, yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's amazing. There are, um, 
you know, there's the wildlife out there. There's no bears. No. So the the nice thing about that is, I mean, I love bears, but the nice thing about that is you don't have to worry about your food issues, right? You don't have to hang anything. You don't have to carry it in a bear barrel, uh, whatever it might be, right? So you can just actually take your, your food and keep it in your tent with you. Or um, if you're lucky, you'll get one of these shelters. They have shelters in some of the different sites. Cool. So there's three-sided shelters with a uh, screen in front. So it was really cool because I ended up getting, I went to a couple different places and I ended up getting, so like you talk to people on the way, right? So you mm-hmm. meet somebody on the trail. Oh, what's the next campground like? Oh, how many people are there? Uh, any suggestions for the shelters? And they'll they'll tell you. And so it was kind of cool. So like you get intel when, before you go down to these other places about the shelters. And I ended up with some of the nicest shelters um, went over there. Right. And so it was great because you would, you know, you'd you'd have this great hike, and then you'd get to your place, you'd make your dinner, you know, and relax. Oops. And um, oh, what are you doing over there? Yeah, <laughs> got so excited talking about Isle Royale, I knocked over the microphone. It's a really big island. Um, yeah. yeah, on the biggest uh, lake, <laughs> <laughs> full of ninja assassins. That's oh right. wait, no, sorry, sorry. As um, long as they don't have bears and snakes, because you know. <laughs> and there's giant lakes with little with giant islands on the island in it. Yeah. So you yeah. can you could take a flight in. Yes. And if you were to base camp, mm-hmm. then you could do day trips out to various places with a inflatable paddleboard. Right. And I think um looking at that, that would definitely be the plan for next next year if if I can't go do the Yukon journey because you know there there are all of these inland lakes. There are some protected. Um, if you look at a map of Isle Royale, it, it runs from southwest to northeast, mm-hmm. and there are a number of places where it's almost like shoals off the island. And then there's a row of protected islands or protecting islands, so you can get out in some of these um, coves. Some and of these bays. Yeah. Yep. And and go out there and go paddling. Right. So uh, it's, mm-hmm. and so it just, op, you know, you get big wind. Oh, we can't do anything here today. Let's hike up to the lake. You know, let's, uh, let's uh, take a stand up paddleboard and hike up to the next lake. Well, and I mean, even these times when we've got the, like the Oru canoes and oh, kayaks, the foldables, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So yep. I'm mean, realistically, if you have something inflatable or foldable, backpack it yeah. in, backpack it in as long as you're doing, yeah. Cause I mean, unless you're. You know, you, you, unless you're in a group of a couple of people and one person's bringing all the gear and the other's got the inflatable mm-hmm. canoe kayak in a pack or something like that. It is yeah. definitely doable to do interior without uh, a non-inflatable, collapsible yes. item. Right? Yeah, right. And, you know, it's what what. A, I thought was interesting was that NRS story. They actually went out there and they were in one of the channels out in Tobin Harbor where I, I spent a lot of time hiking down along the edge of that. And, right. you know, so it's like, wow, you could do this very easily either way. You know, I mean, it'd be ideal if you could get like a canoe out there because that gives you more options. Uh, sea kayak, given the water out there, would give you a bit more, more options, options yeah. beyond that. Um, but there are places, you know, that I wouldn't go. Now, Having said that, my last day, that one of the other things too, right? I mean, and this is always, you know, I think um, the thing with paddlers is, 
you know, you meet cool people who have the same interest in these locations as you. And uh, I met this couple on my last day there, and he's been going there for over 30 years. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Tom and Linda out of Kalamazoo, I think, if I remember correctly. They've been going there. He's been going there for over 30 years with his brother and brother-in-law. And and uh, they've taken the canoe out and around uh, the island, which really? is... Yeah, all the way like around. circumnavigation. They yeah, they've gone. They've I, now I they didn't come, you know, from like from Minnesota. They didn't do that overnight paddle out, but they they take the canoes out on the ferry, get the water taxi, take it down to a certain spot, and they actually had gone around the southwest corner. Um, they had one incident, you know, and it was so much fun because you're you're talking with people, and uh, he said, yeah, you know, he said. Uh, we got out there once, and a ranger came out to their campsite and said, big storm, big wind coming up. Um, it's going to be really ugly tomorrow. You may want to get out of here now. And so they broke down everything. They got out. He said they started paddling, and the waves started getting bigger and bigger. And he said, finally, it got to the point where it's just too dangerous to continue. So they turned around. They went back to the site, and they said, you know what? We'll just We'll just tough it out here. We'll stay as long as we need to, and then we'll go on. And uh, he said they got back, re reset up camp, woke up the next morning, and the water was like glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice battle. So they yeah. circled this island, eh? So I'm just. Well, I don't. I, I don't know if he did the the. He told me about places actually on the south and on both east or. I get. It's hard to describe because the way the park service refers to it they don't when they talk to people they don't say it's at an angle like northeast southwest they just say east and west yeah mm -hmm. um so he did uh west south and north i don't know if in our conversation if he ever paddled around um so he's around paddled the a lot tip of it of that. Mm -hmm. yes it's yeah a, he's it's paddled a, big a lot of it it's uh from just uh, as a crow flies, distance is uh, 70 kilometers tip to tip or 44 yeah. miles tip to tip. And so you're yep. talking, uh, say, double the NAD 30%. You're talking like, you know, uh, 100, 100, 110 miles around or uh, yeah. eight, uh, one. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, lots. <laughs> lots. Yeah, lots. <laughs> well, and when you get up to up on that northeast side that up at Blake Point, that's where apparently can get really rough um, from what I was talking with people. And interestingly enough, <laughs> so I, whenever I go someplace, I like to read something about the place, whether it's, you know, like a travel book or, a, you know, something describing it or a, a novel based there or something. And um, this time I, I was reading a murder mystery set on Isle Royale. <laughs> um, he had and, a hook hand. <laughs> that's right. And the 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 book is uh, called A Superior Death by Nevada Barr, who was a former park ranger and, and had worked there. Um, and there's a place called Amig Amygdaloid, which is out on that northern shore, Amygdaloid Island. There's a ranger station there. And she has the main character set out there and the main character actually kayaks up around um going up to blake point and back down into rock harbor which is where the visitor center and you know all of that stuff is 
And uh, so it's kind of funny to be reading this and going like, God, I wish I could do this. And, oh, there goes the ranger. She's going around Blake Point right now. <laughs> um, and it was a good book, by the way, if, if people are interested. But it you know, also pulls in stuff on shipwrecks and uh, particularly up in that area. So, And then John's sitting there by himself at night waiting for a murderer to come. It, you know what? You know what's funny? <laughs> now that you mentioned this, I'll, I'll, I'll cop to this one. So I started reading this out there and everything, and, and I generally I don't have a problem out in the woods, right? And we've talked about things that go bump in the nights and yeah. the, you know, right? So um, my last night there, I woke up at about uh, 2.30 in the morning, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go down. I was, I was near a dock, and I'm like, I'm going to walk down to the dock. And I'm just going to go down and see what it looks like. And I'm going to you know, look up because of the stars. A couple of nights before that, I watched Mars come up. And it's so dark out there that Mars reflected off the water. And I swear you could see the, ref the reflection was red. I mean, it was that dark. Yeah. It, was it was beautiful. So I go down to the dock and I'm down there. And I had hiked down. I had <laughs> You're going to be shocked to hear this. I fell and hurt my back. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm shocked. Surprise. Shocked. Shocked. Um, and I and tore up my knee. And, and so I, I went down there and I was wearing or, or took a trekking pole with me. Right. So I, I kind of hobble down to the dock and I go out there and I'm, I sit down and I'm looking up and just kind of looking around and just loving the whole thing. And something crept in the back of my mind about the Wendigo. And uh, that is the the evil spirit uh, that the Native Americans or First Nations people um, talk about is, you know, being... Wendigo. Yeah, the Wendigo. So, um, something about it got in my head. And so I'm sitting down on the dock and I keep thinking to myself, it's like, I know people are just laughing their asses off right now, going, what a dumbass. <laughs> yep. um, I'm sitting on the dock, and I keep looking back at the at the place where the dock comes out of the woods, you know, because, I mean, it's just basically thick woods. And then the dock comes out, and I keep looking back there. And a couple of times, I even turned on the phone flashlight. Um, <laughs> You're your I own worst enemy at points like that. Totally, right? And, and normally, this isn't, you know, I mean, I've had I've had brown bears walk by my tent at night. I feel them can feel them walk by mm -hmm. and hear them and everything but for whatever reason this got in my head and i actually i took that trekking pole and i turned it and i angled it up like behind my back <laughs> i'm like what the hell is wrong with you john it's like just go back in the shelter just go to bed yeah, it gets in your head <laughs> but What's a wendigo that? is different than a bear well yeah i mean it's a lot you know, different yeah but you know you. it was yeah I don't know why that, you know, I mean, it, it plays a little bit in that book. And, you know, the one of the visitor centers on the southwest of the island is, in fact, the Wendigo Visitor Center. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, this is ridiculous. So did you actually see any wildlife while you were out there? I did. Um, I saw it, it was surprisingly, I don't want to say this. I was surprised how little wildlife I saw, actually. Um, there were... Uh, lots of bird life. I saw otters, you know, there is, there is actually a lot of the species out there are unique to that place. 
Mm-hmm. And so they're subspecies. So the, the little red squirrels are, what do they call them? Regalis something, you know. I call them annoying little bastards. Um, <laughs> and that wasn't the Latin, but, you know. Um, <laughs> Bastardus. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, there there was uh, a lot of, you know, bird life and everything. And, and at one point I... I thought I saw a golden eagle. Now I've, I haven't been able to verify that because it looked a little, you know, the a juvenile bald eagle and a golden eagle can look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was a golden, but I got to verify that. I saw a bald eagle, uh, pileated woodpeckers, um, beavers, beavers, by the way, um, that, <laughs> that had one of the hugest lodges I've ever seen. And, they were quiet until about 4.30 in the morning. And then I woke up to trees hitting the water. <laughs> oh, oh. They were morning they loggers. Were, they were working it. Um, what was really funny was as I was laying there, I could hear a branch being dragged by my shelter. <laughs> and it was like, oh, that's amb- yeah, that's ambition. Yeah. Um, and when the first the first tree fell, actually, that didn't hit the water like it, it fell in the woods that I heard. I started laughing because I had met this guy, a uh, nice guy. His name was Philip. He was from uh, the Virginia, like right on the Virginia, West Virginia border. And I met him on uh, one of the hiking trails and he was staying in the campground and he was staying in, uh, he had brought a hammock with him. Right. So when I heard the thump of that tree hitting, <laughs> I started snickering going, Philip just hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> But, I'm uh, sitting in my hammock, and I'm hearing this gnawing sound. Next thing right. you know, the tree's down. I'm down, <laughs> being dragged um, towards the lake. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I woke up. I looked at the lodge again. They got the elevator shaft put up. I mean, it, it was impressive, man. <laughs> it's, so it's a beaver condo. <laughs> that's right. But it's you know, there's so many places out there where, you know, I like there are a lot of moose. Um, Last They're, I saw, a little uh, factoid was mm-hmm. close to 1,800. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and they've had to reintroduce more wolves. Right. Which I didn't see out there. I, um, I didn't hear, didn't see any sign of even. Um, they've, they brought over, I think, a group of 19. 19 uh, ones since ni- 2018. Yep. The and they, originals are, I think they said the last two, one is missing. The mm-hmm. f- last female from the original group that had been there since what, the seventies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so descendants thereof. Um, okay. the, the female is missing and presumed dead and the mm-hmm. male they found dead. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, uh, some predator drama as they were saying, going on new yeah. wolf, the new wolves yeah. since 19 they've brought over are starting to stake new territories, take over old yep. territories, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. there, there was a thing three weeks ago, I guess it was. Um, they were saying that in all their research, bit of a surprise was a, this one female wolf missing and mm-hmm. some pups. Oh. That they figure were born 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. It's not really pups anymore. No, well, they're juvenile. They called them pups. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So they're actually uh, 
building up the uh, the um, wolf population yeah. again. Yeah, and you know, I didn't expect when I went over. You know, like I looked at a map, and they have they show their these new sort of little packs, hunting packs that are forming. You know, out of these nineteen. Yeah. And um and their areas, and they don't give them names; they give them numbers, right? Oh yeah. And so. What's actually really funny is down on the southwest side, there is a male wolf uh, 007 running around there right now. <laughs> awesome. Like, I want to see that one. He'll be the one with the cool gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, some of these wolves they brought from Canada and some right. from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And over the winter when uh, Superior froze in that area, the, one of the... Uh, wolves walked back to Canada. <laughs> I'm out of here. here. I'm gone. I'm I've had gone. enough of this. I'm not putting up with your garbage anymore. I'm out of here. I'm heading back to my Basically, mother's house. <laughs> I want some poutine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back for poutine at the, my mom's house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, wolves are pretty skittish and going to hide from you anyway. Yeah, right. So I, I think yep. you have a better luck of hearing some howling at nights than actually seeing yeah. wolves. And I did, I did talk with, uh, one, uh, you met a lot of, of, uh, hikers going through. They said there, there were about 300 people on the Island when we went out there. Wow. Um, but you wouldn't know it. Right. I mean, yeah. I saw maybe 10 people a day and, you know, then people take a shelter next to you or something. And, and almost normally what there are like one night, um, maxes on a lot of these shelters so you'll go or campgrounds overall so you know you'll you'll get there you may stay right up at uh, rock harbor where you come in but then you hike down to three mile or down to a place called daisy farm spend the night then you have to move again so then you move down to mosky basin or you know some of these other places and you just keep going right um so late in the season though you don't have to do that so i ended up staying several days at a place called three mile and then i went up and hiked because the what happens now is people that are hike green hiking the greenstone trail through hiking it they have to end up coming down uh off the ridge either at daisy farm or a place called three mile and then hiking up to catch their flight out the start of the trail or or end of it depending on which way you're through hiking it it's a place called lookout louise and it's in the far northeast corner, but you have to get there by a boat. Oh. Um, or you can you can hike down to it, but then it's five some miles. Then you have to turn around, and hike the five miles back, and then hike about another two and a half to three miles down to the next campsite before you can catch the trail that goes three miles back to the. Vi- you know what I mean? So like, yeah. so most most people I talked to the when I got there, I talked to the ranger. And uh, she said, nobody's going to look out Louise. And I said, okay, you know, sign me up. So that day I did, uh, I, I put the pack on. I left most of my gear or, or like my, I shouldn't say most of my gear. I left like my pad and my sleeping bag and stuff in the shelter, food that I wasn't going to use. And then I hiked up to the ridge, up to this lookout where I could see Sleeping Giant in Canada um and then turned around came back went up to a lookout on mount franklin um again great views of canada and then <laughs> that i can't get to by the way i can see you um, but i ain't coming to visit <laughs> <laughs> and um 
hiked back down, and that was a fifteen point two mile day. Wow! And wow. so big day. Yeah, it was. It was a good day. I mean, it, and it was something that not a lot. I saw two people out there, and they had, they kind of. It was the same thing. They're like, "Yeah, nobody's out here. This is awesome," and um, yeah, it was stunning. It was just stunning. Wasn't that part of the book? Part of the book? Yeah. The killers were walking the trail and came across a lone backpacker. And they said, yeah, there's nobody here. <laughs> and that's the last we heard of John. I felt, I felt eyes upon me the entire way, yeah. <laughs> no, we're just no, going was... the same way you are, sir. <laughs> um, I think the scenery there, like, I would say probably more than anything, it's the scenery of the place. Yeah. And it's, and it's the quiet. You know, when you get away from... Now, down where I was staying at Three Mile um, a lot, you could hear the generators from the Park Service headquarters. Oh, okay. Out, out on Mott, Mott Island. I met this guy from Detroit. It was so funny. He's like, what's with the generators? He says, I feel like I'm on the interstates in downtown Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't think it's that bad, but I get your point. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it's white noise, though, right? It ends oh, yeah. up being white noise. And, you know, to be honest, it was, like I said, you know, watching Mars come up and, and seeing that on the water. Um, I was laying in the shelter at one point, and, and it was middle of the night again, you know. I was just kind of looking out at the Milky Way and everything. And I could see the shadow or the black silhouette of a, of, of a bird flying by, right. like hovering. And, and gliding by and so you can't see it but you can see that black in front of the stars there's enough light to yeah yeah and you're just i mean it was that kind of stuff you know it was that made this it's a it's a really special place uh so to be able to go back then absolutely and yeah. to go back and to be able to paddle you know the you know you look at that and you say the scenery the you know the people there are, are pretty cool um the you know, I had a ranger actually. There was a, a a lady who had poked her head around my shelter, and because uh, I had one of the nicer shelters in in this one site, and she said, um, "Are you here for the day, or are you not? Are you leaving?" And because she wanted to, you know, to claim the shelter if she could, and I said, "I was just about to leave, but I fell and hurt myself, so I don't think I can go today." And um, She's like, oh, okay, sorry, you know, hope you, hope you feel better, and she took off. Well, she ended up telling a ranger, there's a guy up here who injured himself. Um, one of the rangers showed up, actually, to check on me, and then said, I mean, we talked for a while and stuff, nice guy, his name was uh, Dylan, and uh, it was his first season out there as, uh, as a park ranger. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, you know, we talked for a little bit. And he's, I told him what my plan was. I was, I was going to take a zero-mile day and then the next day see you know, see if I could hike from there. I'd do a short hike to check it and then keep going. And um, he said, well, I'll check in on you tomorrow. And he actually took a boat down um, to that site to check on me. I oh, had actually I had left. He, and he had told me, he said, don't wait for me. I had left. I went back to the next site down the trail. And so I'm down there. I'm just getting ready to start because I've done like four miles or whatever, and I was going to do another four and a half to get to a, a, a site that I really wanted to see on Mosky Basin because everyone said it was a great place. Right. And um, so he shows up in the boat, and he says, you're just the guy I'm looking for. 
<laughs> and I said, well, I'm glad to see you because when I saw you yesterday, you didn't look like you were in very good shape. <laughs> didn't that happen and, in the uh, book too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, the, the park staff was great. The people were great. The scenery is fantastic. There's something about Northern Light, you know, and, and whether it's at night or in the morning, the the photos, I'll, I'll try to get some photos up online here. Um, probably be a few days after, you know, after you post this episode. But, uh, yeah, and to be able to go back and paddle that then. That will be great. Yeah. Yeah, it, so, it's th this was a bucket list item for me for years, and I always thought, you know, I'll go do the, you know, I'll go do the Yukon, I'll go to, you know, farther afield stuff, and then, then I'll hit this because it's like right in my backyard, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and now with COVID, it it was like last minute, go Perfect do this, timing. and oh, it's incredible, incredible. So, do you think more people take the ferry in or fly in if with the if they're paddling? Uh, they have to take the ferry basically if they're paddling um the the seaplane company doesn't won't, won't uh, attach any canoes or kayaks to the planes oh okay that's yep. weird <clears throat> and i don't know if it's because of the size of the plane or anything else because these are you know small planes um i would love it if they did and you know because i was thinking right we've talked about that that skin on frame a little bit I and mean, we haven't talked much on the show about it but you know about building the skin on frame this winter yeah and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, build a, a 15 or 16 foot skin on frame. And then I'm like looking at Isle Royale when I'm out there and I'm hiking around going like, make Perfect. a fort, make a 14 foot canoe because like the, the hike to get up from water up to the, the Greenstone Ridge is it's work, you know, mm -hmm. it's a bit of a grunt. So if you have a 14 foot skin on frame though, you're probably talking about 20, 22 pounds. Yeah. And that you can take up there easily. You well, you look, you look at the guys that, uh, the weight we carry, they, uh, hike through, yeah. uh, the Everest base camp with the skin yeah, yeah. on frames, right? Yeah. Right. And so, so when I was looking at that now, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth and, you know, it's like what size would be the best to, you know, um, I think I'll probably end up settling on a 15. Yeah. That's, that seems you, to be a good, uh, good, uh, length. Yeah. Kind of an intermediate choice, you know, and. But yeah, absolutely would go back, um, would love to paddle there. And, you know, um, there are, and the other thing I guess I should say too, there are some paddle only campsites oh, that perfect. trail that trails don't go to, but you can actually go out and camp on, Right. you know, so go out to some of these lakes and even on, um, even in the interior lakes, like Siskiwit Lake, you know, there are there are some paddle-only campsites out there. So, pretty awesome. So, yeah, it takes everybody into account, whatever you're uh, doing, hiking or camping, or canoeing, paddling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, two things before we move on here. Uh, mm. Greenstone. Yes. It's There's a type of green stone. Okay. On uh, I, I, I was looking at different, because there's uh, Agate Island and, and stuff like that. There's different spots around mm. that where you can get some agate and stuff, and... One of the things I came through, because they were talking about Superior, Lake Superior Jade, and they're talking mm -hmm. about Greenstone, but it's more, it's not like Jade, like you'd think Jade, but there is something, right. a, a Greenstone uh, in yeah. that area, which I yeah. got to presume I, is hence the name right. of that, that, that area. 
Yeah, I took a shovel over and I started digging around and trying to find stuff, but the park service seemed to get really upset by that. <laughs> yeah, no, once you really? get about 50 feet, they get just tipped right off. <laughs> right? I, yeah. You know, I, I thought I was being productive. And yeah. I mean, did they see what those damn beavers did down there? I mean, <laughs> right? come on. <laughs> um, and the other thing, did you see the lighthouse? I did, yeah. Yeah, you can see the, the Caribou Island lighthouse as you're hiking down. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it, man, there's just so many different things. And when you talk to other people, they'll say, oh, yeah, well, next time you're back, you know, and they'll, they'll yeah. tell you, go to the campsite on Chippewa Harbor. You're like, oh, really? Or go down to, uh, what was the other one people liked a lot? McCargo Cove. And now McCargo is actually one that you can get a, you know, a, a kayak down and stuff into as well. And, uh, in fact, in the, that mystery novel, they you know, they have people talking about going to these places. So that's, that's, that's where the character cool named too. John was <laughs> <laughs> done away with. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, this looks, I mean, it's just like going to Algonquin Park. You know, there's go to the north, go to the east, go to the west, go to the south. This is a big, a big island, and it seems to be the same yeah. sort of thing. You're going to find something different on each side. So it's, yeah. not, it's not like you go there once you've seen it all. Right. And, you know, so like on the Greenstone where, you know, that five point whatever it was, you know, miles section where where people weren't going, you know, when I started out there and you're in these beautiful trees and it's really nice and it's really pretty. And then you get into um, like and it was one of these sweet moments. I, I don't know how to describe it otherwise, like where the light is perfect and it's not the prettiest place you've ever been, mm-hmm. but you're just overwhelmed by it because it's so gorgeous and so you know you got this this morning light coming in on these orange ferns that are changing colors you know and they're they're about four foot high and so you're walking through these and then they're you're into this i think it was devil's club or something like that that's about five feet high oh and that's green and so you can't see the trail now but you're kind of walking through and you know, there's there's these birch in the distance and the sky is perfectly blue. And, and it's just one of those moments where you're like, you know, it's amazing. And so you you hike down through this meadow, you go into the pines and, and then you have that feel, you know, where the temperature drops. Right. And it's really cool now. And you're you're hiking in this area and you come out into another area and all of a sudden it feels like I'm hiking in the Sierra Nevadas. Like when I <laughs> wow. lived in California, Change that because much, now. Yeah, like there's, it's it's drier, dry grasses. Um, you know, you have these rock outcroppings and stuff. And so, yeah, so it's, um, you know, in that five miles alone, even that, that trail changed and it was just gorgeous. So it's definitely uh, go back to with the, uh, the paddleboard or yes. the canoe or the kayak then. Yeah, yeah. Go awesome. back to, go back to period and just figure out a way to go paddle there. Mm-hmm. Yep. That. Hopefully, it, hopefully it opens next next summer, and you know, um, you can, we can get over there. Yeah, I think we'll have yep. to do that. Well, let, we're close by Thunder. It's right by Thunder Bay. Yeah, right. Yep. Because you can look Tund- over and Thunder Bay see by that. Thunder Bay. Yeah. <laughs> you can see sleeping so, giant. Uh, so I I question the border at this point because uh, it looks like. Uh, but if you look, there, there's Canadian. a floating customs area. we'll make plans we'll make plans to get there that works we'll all meet up we could have a staff meeting right there (laughs) there we go a second one i'm in a second international staff meeting (laughs) 
So we'll have I'm the first that. annual staff meeting. Yep. This, the, the start of summer staff meeting in Sault Ste. Marie and mm-hmm. the end of summer staff meeting at Isle Royale. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. So so who are our staff anyways? There's all a th- large group of three. <laughs> no, Alan. Alan <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get Alan in there. Alan Scott, Scott Robinson. Yeah. Man camping. We'll get him in there. Ah, who are we kidding? Whoever wants to show up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Party for 97. <laughs> that really doesn't look like a wolf. It does. It looks like a wolf's head. How do you get that? I'm sitting here looking at that too. I just pulled that his up there. Snout, the top of his head, too. that that mouth that goes in. I didn't say he was a good looking wolf. <laughs> 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 this is what I was, And the trapper with the backpack. So oh wait, so it's like, it's like Isle Royale, the wolf's eye? Yes. Oh, that is one sad wolf looking. I know, right? I didn't say he was a good looking wolf. He's been through things. He's seen things. <laughs> looks He's more like the things. Grinch who stole Christmas. It doesn't look like the Grinch. <laughs> it looks more hmm. like that than a wolf. It does not. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> it's a wolf with a pointy nose. <laughs> it's not a wolf. That's... That's a uh, sock puppet. And look, he's got a mole on the back of his neck there. He does. You, know what it, you know what it looks like? Do you remember on Saturday Night Live in the first few years, they had those Jim Henson Muppets? On those Saturday really Live. nasty Jim Henson Muppets? No. I remember Mr. Uh, Bill. Mr. Bill and Mr. Hand. Yeah. Gumby. Gumby, yeah. Yeah. No, this this looks like one of those. I can't remember the name it's of them. Wolf. But. I was always told it was the wolf's head. Not a wolf. And there's an eggplant, and there's the trapper. There's a lump of coal, and I can never remember what the last one is. A lump of coal. Yeah. This island is shaped like a lump of coal. Yeah. <laughs> Turd. <laughs> I don't know. I was in like grade two or four or something like coal that. Coal has a specific shape. Yes, apparently it does. If you Google, I'm telling you right now, if you Google what are the shapes of the, the Great Lakes... It'll tell you what they're supposed to be like. <laughs> I will tell you that. So you okay. Google that. Chal- and while challenge- Derek's Googling that, we're moving challenge on. Accepted. Now we're moving on. Okay. <laughs> because now that we're getting to the end of paddling season, <laughs> winter uh, winter camping gear, uh, let's try about, chat about that for a minute because most of the people, especially <coughs> excuse me, up here in Canada, a lot of people... Uh, pack away the canoes, kayaks, stand-up paddle boards, and whatever other funky items they paddle. And uh, they get the winter camping gear out. If mm. you are a winter camper, and I'm still waiting for our new winter tent to show up. It's supposed to be here any time now. Oh, yeah? I'm hoping <laughs> it'll be here by the time I I'm missed back. out on the Marion Sontag oh, yeah. road trip for tents. I, I, they had I, like 10 of them or something I like that I was like six or eight hours late into seeing her messages about it. And it's like, no... Yeah. Like, I, well, I saw it, and I was about to tag you, and then I saw you put put a message, and I'm thinking, oh, so you even beat me to, to I, those? I put a message. Yeah, about picking them up. I'm sure it was you. Or no, maybe it, it was Mike. Mike. It was, it was Mike. Mike. Mike that saw it. So yeah. Mike. Yeah. Mike put a message. He even tagged me, but I'm busy at work. I can't go on Facebook. What? <laughs> Shaw. <laughs> the nuclear okay. power plant will run itself. The, the toddlers keep me busy. <laughs> Hey, speaking of nuclear power plants and Derek and then Uh-oh, making Homer. that leap to Homer Simpson, yeah. I, I I just took your challenge and I Googled Shapes of the Great Lakes. Yes, I hit and M- what did you... Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready for this. Mr. Burns. Really? Oh, yes. that would be the wolf head. That's the wolf head. So that wasn't take, from the 70s. So, now look, 
Superior, uh, Michigan, and Huron, they actually have uh, shown this as Mr. Burns adjusting his tie. <laughs> what? I'm. You brought it up, dude, and I took no, the challenge. No, that is just sacrilege. Go go <laughs> back exactly. to like the seventies. Go to the seventies. What did they tell you? This? Mr. Burns wasn't around in the seventies. It's not a wolf. It's Mr. Burns's head. It is not Mr. Burns's head. You're fired too. <laughs> <laughs> this this has become a dictatorship. It is a it's a wolf. Hey Derek, with yes, heart yes. condition. <laughs> would you would you like to start a podcast, bud? I got some free time. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Back to winter camping gear, because tis, yes. tis the season is almost upon us. It is. Um, We do this in the summer as well, just before uh, summer hits. You know, you get, get out your gear, start checking it and stuff like that. Same goes for winter camping gear. Uh, you know, if you, you have the, the hot tent, yeah. get your tent out, set it up while it's nice and warm still in your backyard, mm -hmm. make sure there's, you know, there's, it's clean. There's no rips or tears. The zippers are working properly. The stove jack is in decent condition. Uh, that sort of thing. Make sure your mm -hmm. pole or frame are in good condition because if that's the thing holding your tent up, you definitely don't want your hot tent collapsing. No. Especially <laughs> in the middle of the night, if you got that stove going, Yep. you know, uh, definitely check the pole. Um, the frame, make sure they're in good condition and wood stove. Uh, if you've coated it in oil for the summer for storage. So I've got a question about that. So my wood stove has a very nice patina of rust. Ah, so I don't really want to get out a wire brush and brush it down. Is there a paint that I could just. No. That that'll. You know, it, it works well. What? Not a wire brush. Send paper. Let me know when you want to do it. I've got a hand sander. Yeah. Just a little one of those little hobby ones. There's got to be a rust paint. You can just spray over the rust though, isn't there? It's easy. Yeah, just, but then you yeah. get into you get into issues of, you know, like if you use engine Laziness. paint or something. <laughs> <laughs> I am lazy. I don't want to sand the darn thing. 20 bucks and I'll do it for you. <laughs> Bring it next week. <laughs> you don't want to paint it. Trust me. No? Don't paint it. No, don't paint it. I got one of those little hand sanitizer hand sanitizers. Can you tell I've been doing COVID stuff? <laughs> I got this hand sanitizer I put on before I get my hand sander. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I got the little thing and just like really like less than a half an hour, I had the whole thing sanded. Oh yeah, yeah, all the rust was gone. Mm -hmm. um, how was that again, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> just checking. Yeah, yeah. It, it's an old oh, it's an old one from like the seventies when when Lake Superior used to look like a wolf head. <laughs> Not Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really old one. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I just, just did it really quickly yeah. over and around and whatnot. And uh, uh, yeah, no problems. Um, cool. But a lot of people, you know, they put the oil on it. They're like, there's some oil you put on it to protect it while you're yeah. parked yep. up in your rafters for the summer. Well, ideally, yeah. if I had thought about it, I would have used like engine fogging oil or something like that, right? But mm -hmm. uh, last time I came back, it was... It had rained, and uh, so everything was wet. So the stove was just the, the the tarp that covered the stove on the way home was wet, and everything was wet. So I I just stuck it in the garage, and and it's it, all still wet. It, it's well, see, when they get the patina of rust, that's basically protection. If it doesn't get, get wet again, the rust is just protecting the metal, right? It's an oxidized layer. 
So I just left it as that. <laughs> so when you've got a vehicle <laughs> from the 1940s, that's, that rust is just a... It's a patina. It's a patina. Yes. It's a protection layer. Exactly. Right? <laughs> as the doors fall off from around But no, you. if you don't, if they stay dry, if they don't get re-wetted, it's the, the rust isn't going to progress further. <laughs> don't wash that patina off. <laughs> exactly. If you've you got a wood layer. stove and it's covered with that <laughs> rusty patina, <laughs> don't wash it off because it's protecting your... It's probably the only thing... <laughs> Holding your stove walls together. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you if if you're getting it ready for winter camping, you might want to take some sandpaper and get that. Take rust the patina off. off. Take the patina off. You'll get a new one next spring. Um, yeah, it'll come back over next summer. Uh, yeah, so pre-burn your stove, like I say, if you yeah. if you've covered it with oil and stuff, to make sure that burns off. Check your stove pipes. Make sure they're clean. All the creosote and everything that yes. builds up. Last thing you need is a right. chimney fire. Make yep. sure that's all cleaned. Uh, you know, um, set a fire in it. Let it go for a little bit. If you got the little uh, temperature gauge thing, let that go for a while. Make sure it's still working and all that sort of thing. So make sure your spikes that you're plugging into the ground are not bent or that broken. You plug into the ground. Yeah. Don't you just plug yours into the ground? <laughs> you do it at my house. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> oh my God, you're just picking things apart today, aren't you? Wow. I'm just sitting here watching the show. <laughs> Listen, do we need to get political, mister? <laughs> I'm talking about watching the show. <laughs> oh, dear Lord, please don't. <laughs> See what you started? Way to go. This is what happens when we get hate mail. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, yeah, when you, you know, make sure your spikes aren't bent and whatever you're using to, to hammer into the ground, plug into the ground, whatever. Whatever yeah. you do, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be you, boo. <laughs> make sure your ropes are still in good condition, not frayed and stuff like yeah. that. Again, like that sort of thing goes into the... You know, if a, if a rope goes in the middle of the night or something and you... Well, do you really want to be setting up a tent and finding out at that time that there's something that you have to be fixing and it's starting to snow and it's the middle of winter? It's like, oh, this is the wrong time. Yeah. yeah. The time is now. It's still warm. It's time to go in the backyard, set up your tent, set up the whole rig, set everything up and say, yeah, you know what? These are the things I need to tweak for this winter because you don't want to be tweaking stuff at 20 below and no. in the middle of a snowstorm. No. Thing. no. Yeah, that's very true. You know, and what I think I'm going to take now my snow trekker up to uh, the place I'm going to go camping tomorrow. You've convinced me, Sean. <laughs> Sault Ste. Marie? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that far. <laughs> now, I'm taking, my, uh, I'm taking my dog out. We're going to go camping, and a friend's going to come out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm thinking about taking that snow trekker. And after going down through your list here, I'm like, yeah, that'd be a good dry run for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just the season, right? Right. Um, I mean, when I, when my tent comes in, that's the first thing I'm doing in the backyard is setting it all up and making sure I know how to use it and everything's perfect. Cause you know, we're, we're heading up to Mew Lake for uh, Halloween. I'm going to take it up there and, and give it a dry run, but I don't want to find out, Oh, wait a minute. Something's, something's yeah. missing here or, or something like that. Oh, it didn't right. come with ropes. How am I going <laughs> to, how am I going to tie this out now? <laughs> you know, so just to give it a dry run and yeah, just to make the, because you know what, things happen, 
last winter that you're going, you know, I'm going to do that before next season starts. And you've totally forgotten about it. Oh yeah. Now next yeah. season started, you do this pre-inspection thing and you're going, Ooh, oh, good thing I checked this. Exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. So, mm-hmm. so do it, do it. <laughs> so do so it. When's your new tent coming in? Is it, did he say if it's shipped? Not yet. It hasn't shipped yet, but, he, but I know he takes a couple weeks off. September, October. So you're going to have it for Halloween? Which, yeah, we'll have it for, he definitely, he sent an email and definitely said it's, it's going to be here for Halloween. Um, but he checks his trap lines for two weeks. So oh. I couldn't remember, I can't remember if it was the beginning of October or end of September yeah. that he checks his trap lines, um, Northern Quebec. So. Cause I need to see it set up. Cause I need to. Before you buy one. Yeah. It's the Atuk Cree. I've mm-hmm. not seen one live and in person. Everybody has the, uh, I, and whatnot. I love the Cree, the design. Yeah. Yeah, it looks the like oval. It, looks, it looks like a mini circus tent. Yes, yes. It is my circus. They are my monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So get out, get get your winter uh, winter gear ready. It's fall, m- middle fall now. I guess is this middle fall? I don't know. October middle fall. Middle fall. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> October. <laughs> you people oh, are God. getting on my nerves tonight. <laughs> Is this what happens when we record on a Monday? I know, it right? It could be, man. You know, <laughs> wow. I just want you to know, too, the Packers are playing tonight. I, and I'm I'm forsaking that game to talk with you. You mean oh. you don't watch the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? <laughs> go green, baby, or go home. <laughs> you know what? I do love CFL football, and I do love the fact that every team up there is called the Rough Riders. Yeah. Thank you, Letter. Yeah. Thank you, Letter Kenny. <laughs> well, just to show you different, <laughs> Ottawa is no longer the Rough Riders. They're the Red no. Blacks. Yes, they're the Red I've Blacks. been for a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So there's only one Rough Riders team out of a league of eight. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! That worked out well. Wow. So, such an embarrassing moment in Canadian sport. <laughs> well, we're the Winnipeg Maple Leafs and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hey, we're getting a new sports team in Chicago. It's going to be the Chicago Maple Leafs. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll just spread it around. Um, yeah. So, John, take yours out this week and set it up and uh, give it yeah. a whirl. Yeah. And one last thing, John, we were talking about, uh, winter camping and you brought up somebody that you met at the winter camp symposium. Tell yeah, us about the, this fella. Well, his name was John Owens and I think it was, it was, uh, his first, uh, event as well, you know? And so met a couple of people and we just started hanging out and John was one of those guys and, and, uh, really nice guy. And, and, you know, you're, having a chit chat as you will and uh said well what do you do and he said well i'm a teacher and an illustrator i'm like oh that's cool and as time went on i said well you know what do you illustrate and he says well i'm working on a book and uh he showed me he pulled out his phone and he showed me these sketches that he had done for this book and it is a paddling book Ooh, yeah it is a children's paddling book but it is, uh, it's gorgeous. And uh, he showed me a couple of the, a couple of panels. So the book just came out. And so um, this is something that I think uh, paddlers will love, um, particularly people, you know, in the, in the north, uh, especially people in the north, because it's just gorgeous. 
well, called, what's it called? Called One Summer Up North. And it's about a family's trip to the Boundary Waters Canoe Area. Hmm. Where now, we might have to head next year. Yeah. Where we can have a meeting between the Boundary Waters and Quetico. Yeah. Oh, that'll yeah. be our third meeting, our third staff meeting. And, and I can share this book with you there. I, you sent me some pages of the book so I could uh, take a look through it. Yeah. And I'm thinking this book is right up Derek's alley. <laughs> a kid's book. Yeah. Well, it's more than no. just a kid's book, Derek. Oh, yeah. Derek, this one, not, yeah. I guarantee you, you will go through. Yeah. yeah. You can finish this. You can finish this for the book club and talk yeah. about it. In fact, we almost, we almost, (laughs) even Derek could read this one. Derek could read this one. You know why Derek could read this one? John, why could Derek use this book for book club? What's the name of it? It's One Summer Up North. And the reason you could read this is because there's not a single word in it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. It's a picture book, right? (laughs) Just pictures. All for Derek. We know you're a busy guy. Yeah. So therefore, rather than putting other books on that pile to have to read, we get you this one and you can go through immediately. <laughs> Just take a pictures, look at the books, look at the pictures, look at the pictures, next page, Some more next pictures, page. more pictures. Yeah. It's a picture book for Derek. He doesn't have to actually read it and it'll be the first actual book he has for Derek's book club. It's 25 bucks. And there's no words? There's no words. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you 70 if you had some words. (laughs) So when you buy a book, what you're telling me is you divide that word count by the cost to come up with a per word price. Just like I do in the grocery store. Yeah. (laughs) How many dollars per gram? How many dollars per kilogram? (laughs) Five cents a word times 10,000 words divided by the number of pictures. Yeah. The thickness and length and and width of the book. Square root of the ISBN number. (laughs) All right. That book should be about $73. Ooh, look. 72 Deal. Uh, Put that on the credit card. (laughs) It is, uh, all joking aside, Derek, it's a gorgeous book. It's, um... It is a kid's book, but I think it's one of those, like I look at, and I just love it. It's um, it's done in a very, uh, like a, almost a 50s, 60s sort of classic style. Oh, yeah? So, so what he did was, uh, he did this in pencil, and then they went ahead and they digitized his pencil illustrations and they colored them. And uh, so the book is a series of, of two-page panels, you know, like spreads. And so it's it's the story of a family going up to the boundary waters, and the the there's the two parents and the child, and the child you can tell just by the illustrations early on this is not her idea of a good time, and it's what's cool is as they progress through the boundary waters and they go through these different experiences, you see the change in the child. Um, it's really cool. It's really cool. I yeah, love it. In the reviews, they, they it's uh, described. It's uh, a lot of people seem to like it. Derek's buying yeah. one. <laughs> Derek's gonna buy one. The dollar per word count is not. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it twenty-five bucks? Yeah. Canadian or U.S.? Oh, yeah. Canadian. It's, I'm it's, looking uh, at Amazon.ca. Yeah. It's 
1795 uh, down here in the States. And, um, yeah, so it's it's a series of this family's, you know, kind of adventures and what they experience out there. And it's a lot of things that, that we all experience. John's been a, he's been a paddler, and um, he went to the Boundary Waters, I think, the first time in, like, 2014 or something it was it was fairly recent you know hmm. and uh he went out and fell in love with the place and he went uh i think his first time was 2014 and then 2016 or so he went out on another trip and he had the idea when he was out there he's like this should be you know i i think i'm gonna do this and he started working on it and it took him three some years and and uh it's it's finally come out and it's beautiful you know, I think Derek needs to buy it. <laughs> I think Derek needs to look through it because I'd say read it. However, um, yeah, well, and I will, you know, I know, uh, well, I'm guessing Derek's kids don't listen to this, but I was actually thinking of, of sending it up to his son because it's, it's a, it's a sweet book. It's really cool. Yeah. And Becca can't read, so I guess it's appropriate. Yeah. Mm. One summer <laughs> up north is four. So that's like what? It's five five forty a word. Five seven fifty a word. I'd I'd say Beckett's following in Daddy's footsteps, but that would be important. <laughs> you know, it, it is funny though that you know your son can't read, and yet your daughter, who's following in her mother's footsteps, is <laughs> a, like a genius. Yeah, she's pretty smart. Wow. <laughs> It's because so when the apple fell far from the tree, they actually fell on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so let's. I'll I'll give you a reprieve here, Derek, and I'll go back to the book here for a minute and just talk about the book for a second, so you can collect yourself and compose yourself. Now, your second is up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's you know it's uh, it is really a cool book. I like. One of the things I liked about it was as as you're going through it, because there are no words in there, though, if you're reading this. So, for example, all joking aside, Derek, if you were to sit down with, with your son with this book, it's it's a story that can change every time you open it, right? You have this these panels show the, the family out doing things. So they're portaging, they're paddling, they're looking at this beautiful night sky. They're, you know, all of these different things going on. They're the animals of the forest. And every time that you go through this with them, it really could be a different story. You know, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's a, it's a unique idea. Um, and when we say there's no words, it's not like it's, oh, it's like a two-year-old book. I mean, this is, this is a really cool uh, sort of classic illustration yeah. um, book that I'm happy to have on the bookshelf. Cool. Well, I uh. noticed... He says it comes from the University of Minnesota Press. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, do you remember this big, massive book I got? Border Country, the Northwoods Canoe Journals of Howard Green. Oh, yeah. His daughter put together. Oh, really? University of Minnesota Press. Hmm. Yeah. So this is from the same press as that. They know their stuff. Derek, yeah. you need this book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. it's I'll, I'll tell you what, cool. Derek. 
You buy it, and if your kids don't like it, John will give you the money back. <laughs> you know the money you owe John? Yes, you can yes, keep yes. it. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's a fair we deal. Don't, we don't want to go down here because you both owe me money, by the way. Yes, we do. <laughs> it, it's not just... It's not just Derek, Sean. <laughs> I have money sitting on my dresser for you the next time I see you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I got land in Florida for sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I noticed that test tube you sent me in the, in the mail, and I was going to open it, and I'm like, I'm, I'm guessing there's something nasty in here. <laughs> uh, You'd do anything to get out of paying me back that money, wouldn't you? Sorry, wrong number. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> okay, I'm going to be the adult here. I'm going to say... End of episode? Clearly. Yeah, no, I'm going to say, if you'd like this book, you can find it through a lot of independent booksellers, of course. We want yes. to say that. Yep. Um, Amazon.com and Amazon.ca both stock this. Um, the weird thing is sometimes the search, if you type in One Summer Up North, or John Owen's name, um, about half the time it will hit it and half the time it won't. So I think maybe what we could do is uh, maybe when we post this stuff on the episode, we could put the the ISBN number with it. There the, you go. Yeah, the, you perfect. Know, the book could, and that will pull well, it up. We can it's, also put um, a link right to the right to the book page. Well, right. if we do yeah. ISBN, people can find it in their local bookstore as opposed to buying giving more money to Amazon. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Something wrong with Amazon, Amazon there, Derek? Oh, we hit another. <laughs> Hang on, folks. No, We're about to go to another just, Amazon ride just here. Being responsible. <laughs> <laughs> support well, your local. You hate your Amazon, <laughs> but it's good to support your local booksellers, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, I live in a small town, so there's things about Amazon I appreciate. On the other hand, Jeff Bezos doesn't pay any taxes for Amazon. You know, and I want to see some money go into schools, and I want to see money go into, you know, literacy programs, and that don't seem to be happening. Literacy us. programs, yet we're, publicing, <laughs> we're, we're publicizing a book that has no literacy in it. Bezos reinvests all of his profits back into the company, thus this is why he, he doesn't make money. His, he's, his net worth is the value of the company and not the money that he gets out of it. He's a not-for-profit. Pretty much. He sinks all of his money back into the company. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buy it from an independent bookstore or Amazon if you can't find it from there. There you go. We'll, we'll post links of some sort. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll have so you can find this here. book. Yeah. This yeah. Is, you know what? The artwork in there is pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Plug a book. Yeah. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and if all else fails, you might find this on the next episode of Derek Book Club. <laughs> there you go. You know what? I will guarantee you, Derek won't even read this book. <laughs> There's no writing in it. He'll, oh, it's a book. <laughs> we'll just put it on this show. Hey, uh, read this for daddy and tell him, <laughs> tell me what happened. <laughs> we may as well just have Beckett on the next show talking. Yeah. So Beckett, <laughs> welcome to Beckett's book club because daddy's lazy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome. You know, that that actually would be very cool. <laughs> Get Beckett on talking about books. Yeah. Have, yeah. yeah. Have, have your two kids on and, and, you know, the next Paddling Adventures radio. And then we can say stuff like, 
Well, tell us about Daddy and how he is when oh, he's up camping. Daddy drinks and swears. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. Daddy can't catch fish. <laughs> <laughs> there was oh, this time. <laughs> <laughs> this has a special edition Paddling Adventures radio written all over it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My kids will be out of town at that day. <laughs> and i don't have kids so i'm all for this hey jan so tell us about john <laughs> never mind yeah next oh uh, that was i had <laughs> nothing but the good times mm, cool. um i think that's all i've got this week john you got anything else no that's uh that's about it Derek. i'm good this is a long episode i know longer it's than i thought two hour episode you got somewhere to be? You're not going to be at work for another six hours, seven hours. <laughs> Wussy. <laughs> People are going to need a long road trip to listen to this episode. Ah, see? <laughs> when they're heading north to ch- check out their, 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 their winter tent. There you go. <laughs> they'll listen to this on the way there and the way yeah, back. Perfect. See, there we got this out. We know what's good for people. <laughs> John, thanks for uh, joining us this week again. Yes, thanks, John. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. It always is. And your yeah. your money's in the mail. Yeah. What's that? And your money's in the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll expect that. By the way, if people are wondering, what are they talking about the money? It was from the coffee thing back in March. Last year, right? Or something like that? <laughs> it wasn't even 2020. Was that 20? No, it was 2020. Like it. Was it this year? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it was this, year. this year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was like five years ago, it I feels know. like. Man. I'm just yeah. going to start adding interest to it. Yeah. 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 Send Guido and whoever to, That's to right. come and collect it. Yeah. If they can get You're across just the go border. Out to the garage. You'll go out to the garage someday and you know, you'll be like, didn't I have a canoe in that spot? Oh. <laughs> that 20 bucks turned into <laughs> quite the, the chunk. <laughs> I didn't say the interest rate was going to be fair. I just said well, there's going to be You know what we interest. can do? Because it was for that coffee episode. Let's just send them coffee. <laughs> Put the one of the bad stuff. <laughs> All that Nescafe stuff that he didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That I gave to my dad. That's oh, the stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff. <laughs> So just re-gift it to him. There you go. See, we're thinking of you. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. Do you know, I should tell you this. This is really funny. So my parents listen to the episodes, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a note from my father, after, actually after the coffee thing. And he said, and I've just pulled it up here in front of me. It's really bad when your father didn't at least, or when your son didn't at least let his father test a few other coffees. And then not only that. But let him buy two boxes of the worst coffee. (laughs) And he signs it. Your son is rotten. (laughs) He says, I've even got tears in my eyes because I was so hurt. Uh, (laughs) Your poor trusting dad. (laughs) Wow. You are a horrible son. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Clearly. I hope your parents don't hold that against us. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> no, your your mom has actually invited us down for dinner whenever the border opens and yeah, said just don't tell John. <laughs> <laughs> your well, you know, your mom likes us better. <laughs> I I I told my dad that what I, I that when I went out winter camping last year I wanted to have like you guys come down here and maybe get a group of people to go out there because it's this beautiful place and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, 
yeah, we'd love to meet them. I'm like, wait, you want to meet those guys? Yeah, they sound like they'd be a hoot. <laughs> See? Told you they like us better. I tell you, you know? You were adopted. They, <laughs> <laughs> and your parents are a very good judge of character. Yeah. <laughs> awesome taste your parents have. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Was, mm-hmm. Salt mm-hmm. of the earth they are, boy. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Derek apparently yeah. needs to drive home and look after a right. nuclear power plant tomorrow. <laughs> Are, yeah, aren't we fancy? Wow, well, fancy dancy, Mr. Big Wig. Wow. Sorry. Get the car ready. Is a chauffeur what? there? Oh jeez. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find out more about us, check us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, you can download or stream all at 243 episodes. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and everybody else. Uh, share our links on social media and everywhere. Um, so thanks again, John, for uh, coming by. Thanks, Thank Derek, you guys for uh, being here again this week. And <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll have your show for ready in a couple minutes yes. with your carriage. Target uh, <laughs> of your mirth. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.